1: Hello and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast. I am Jason, and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, Rich. Before we get, I this is completely out of nowhere, but I was
2: um, I was wondering if you have a nickname. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I, I, it's a I have a. It's it goes back to the old basketball days. So my nickname okay. is uh, FedEx, which is uh, is a little interesting. So when I st- when I was playing basketball as a younger kid, I um I used to play at the same park all the time and like the same gyms all the time, the same YMCA, and there was this like older dude that used to play with us, and he was like this really you know he's solid like you're you're stereotypical like forty five to fifty year old like YMCA ruck baller guy, like old you know kind of uh, used you know some nefarious you know you hold your jersey that sort of stuff like kind of an old school guy or whatever. Well, after I kept playing and playing and playing, I you know I gained a little reputation with him or whatever, and then one day he uh was kind of Came up and said, You know, you, you play a lot like the mailman. And I was like, Oh, yeah, the like Carmelo. Yeah, I like Carmelo a lot. Like, and I do. I, I do a lot of, you know, uh, drops of fadeaways and stuff. Like, I, I liken myself more to Dirk, but he, he thought it was more Carmelo, which is fine. You know, they have very similar games in some ways. But, uh, but he said, uh, No, you're faster though. You're like FedEx or something like that. And I was like, All right, cool, whatever. And then, like, he just kept calling me FedEx for years and years and years. And I just kind of stuck. So I, uh, I still go by FedEx. So you're so, faster, but you charge more. So. Exactly. <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, okay. That actually That's actually probably accurate. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I, I don't know why. Like, I something in my head before the show was like, like Rich, like Killer Craig. Like, I just wonder, like, with the, with the K name, yeah, I, was yeah, cool. like,
2: no, I never got a cool name. I never got yeah. a cool, uh, like, wrestler name. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, Chair Shot, I guess would so be like, there was one time where me and uh, my uh, voice of wrestling uh, podcast co host came up with like a hypothetical show where, you know, it was like Chair Shot Radio with, uh, what the hell was my name? I forget what it was. It was something like Killer or something like that. So, yeah, there, there's been those, but my legit name is, uh, is FedEx and and still held on to usernames. FedEx 227 is, you know, what well, was. Uh-huh. I will instant message name, but of course that, uh, is. that is no more. So don't, yeah. don't message me on that anymore. And then Let's I have an go. email address that's FedEx227 as well, but I don't email that because I, I haven't checked it in like eight years because right. it's uh, filled with spam.
1: <laughs> I will uh, avoid <laughs> that. Uh, I'll, I'll use your other email address. So, uh, yeah. um, Very good. Yeah, hey, uh,
0: what is your mission,
1: sir? Um, well, when I was a kid and I was, uh, you know, big into the wrestling and, and, uh, like had like, you know, characters and stuff, I would always be jumping. Jason Matt was my, uh, oh, I love it. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Nothing uh, really fancy. Yeah, I never really like, athletic? wrestler or what oh, no, no no
2: i was very i was very much the <laughs> opposite. <outfit laughs> <athletic. laughs> so it was was it supposed to be ironic or it just kind of happened it was just uh, like jump in face man and it's like oh he doesn't punch and, and do headlocks it's like oh well, yeah whatever <laughs>
1: yeah it was ambitious i think more than anything but um <laughs> you know but yeah so uh, i was uh I, I imagined myself as a wrestler who would jump off the top rope and you know do drop kicks and you know be be a you know a fancy guy but yet didn't uh wasn't really good, ever going to happen.
2: Um yeah, every time I yeah. created a wrestler in like those WrestleMania 2000s or you know, my guy would have so many like flipping moves and stuff. He would like the Sasuke special and do you know the okay. Phoenix splash and the it was it was incredible. Yeah, I just gave him all the sweet Japanese <laughs> jumping diving moves and stuff too. So yes,
1: well there you go. Yeah, um, the only other things are my some of my family calls me Jay instead of Jason, um, but that never. Uh, uh, that's, that's never really stuck. Otherwise, I don't really have a strong preference, but pretty much everyone else calls me Jason. And uh, I, I do ironically sometimes give myself the nickname of J-Force just because I think it's like a fun like, you know, <laughs> nice. a okay, goof, yeah. goofball nickname. So um, that uh, I, I try to use ironically sometimes. But even though I know it breaks the don't give yourself a nickname rule, but I feel like if I'm doing it ironically, it's okay. But maybe yeah, it's like exactly. No, no, it's absolutely okay. Yeah, if, right.
2: if, as long as you're not like owning that nickname. Yeah, you can absolutely yeah. give it to you. You can also call me Richie if you'd like as well, because that's uh, what I had to be called as a kid. My oh uh, yeah. is Rich is on well, the third, so uh, I have to be yeah. Richie. So yeah, but, but uh, don't, yeah. don't call me Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not. Uh, I will not. You could, to, but yeah. let's let's not. Let's
1: just let's yeah. just not. <laughs> I, I, I use JForce occasionally for video game uh, logins. but That's about it. So,
2: so uh, this is good. This is a So, I, not, so, so that's it. I think we're I done, right? Really I, don't. Know. I don't. That was that a topic good. For yeah.
1: today. So yeah. Yeah. so yeah, so yeah, over and you
2: back on Twitter. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Over back. Yeah. Twitter and Facebook, and you know, Reddit an and all like yeah. yeah, we're
2: doing some micro episodes now. So this is a little four minute shot here and there, yeah. in and out, boom, boom. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't even need to talk about the NBA in it, you know. So
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you you were know, alone briefly. So
1: that's true. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I've never really thought about Carmelo and Dirk Nowitzki being similar, but in like a lot of ways, like, yeah, Dirk is, you know, Carmelo Malone, um, not as good of a rebounder, but uh, but he had the three-point shot, obviously. Yeah, which, you which
2: know, is kind of hype. It, <laughs> Probably would add, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. Um, I used to be a good rebounder, but I was also like six foot in seventh grade. So at that time, I I, dra- I grabbed like 40 rebounds a game. Like it was, I, I was a monster. And yeah. guess what? I'm still six foot. So I, yeah. don't, I am not as good of a rebounder as I once was in six. Yeah. And seven
1: You're more like Reggie Evans, you know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I used to yeah. be.
2: But, uh, yeah. Because uh, I love I, I loved Rodman growing up, too. And he was always like, my oh, best. yeah, sure. So, you know, I had to be Mr. Sure. Anti-Jordan, you know, and I it's still like yeah. it, in a lot of ways. So Absolutely. I had to yeah. pick Rodman and Pippen, but Rodman was always my guy. And I was like, oh, the rebounds, that's important. Rebounds are important. And then, you know, and I was that for a while. And then, yeah, I never grew anymore. So now I just play like shooting guard. <laughs> <play> guard <because laughs> I'm still six foot, so, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, you might be thinking that this is leading into a discussion about NBA nicknames, but it's not actually <laughs> <laughs> We're instead going to talk about a, uh, what I think is a pretty fascinating topic. It is, uh, players who, uh, played on the most teams in one season. So, uh, there are one player, uh, has the record all by himself, which we'll get into uh, very shortly. There are a, a handful of players who, uh, played for four teams in one season. And then there are quite a few players who played in three teams in one season. And we're going to talk about a handful who played for, uh, 15 games or more for each of those teams. So had, you know, rather, relatively substantial a uh, presence on all three of the teams he played for, which, so, um, yeah, I mean, you obviously, um, it's weird to have to, you know. One of the things we probably don't appreciate quite enough in a professional athlete is just like how much they have to, you know, obviously the travel just in season of going from city to city, but having to, if you get traded, you have to change your home. If you're, you know, on a 10 day contract and, you know, not really sure where your place is in the league or trying to stick on with the team, that's a lot of enjo- anxiety in your job situation. So um, that certainly plays a part. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, we, I think we focus uh, mostly on the good or great players or good or great things. We talk about the obscure stuff as well, but, you know, this one's for the journeyman, I guess, for, at least for the most part
2: yeah absolutely and 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 just to clarify you you're what we're looking at here is guys that have played in one individual season because there are there's obviously another and, and it might be another show for a a later date is like most franchises played for like team guys yes. that have played for one of these guys that we're gonna talk about actually does have or he's tied for the, the the top so we'll talk about him a little bit later but yeah uh as far as like a current guy I was kind of digging in a little bit to try to see if there was any current guys that could be on on the, the show topic we're doing today I couldn't find any that were more than like two or th- uh, really but um Ish Smith is a guy who's got 10 teams right now, so he's, he's an interesting one. He's at Detroit right now uh, to see where he ends up uh, going. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a fun thing to look at, you know, most franchises played for in their career. But for the purposes of this, and it's yeah. pretty remarkable, like the, the top all time is like 12 for, for most franchises played for. Uh, we're going to go over some guys here and you'll see that like these, cause some of these guys got nearly that in, a, in, in an entire season. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting to look at uh, two of those. And that, that might be a fun show. Uh, at some point as well you kind of look at the at guys that have had the most franchises. But uh, yeah, like I said, one of the one of the guys' little teaser, uh, we'll we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely. So um we're uh leading off with
1: uh with Bobby Jones. Not the Bobby Jones that no. you uh you're probably thinking of but a uh a different Bobby Jones uh in uh the 2008 season played for
2: five different teams. Yeah, this is, of course, not that Bobby Jones, as mentioned. This is a, uh, he was the 2006 second round pick of the uh, the Wolves. He was from the University of Washington. Uh, played 45 games as a rookie years with the Sixers. He came over in a trade for a 2007 second round pick. Doesn't really matter. But uh, so had a pretty good, solid, stable, you know, landing spot there with the Sixers. Uh, just before the beginning of the, the 2008 season, uh, he was sent to the Denver Nuggets, along with Stephen Hunter for Reggie Evans. he aforementioned Reggie Evans, see, full circle here, uh, and Ricky Shan- uh, Sanchez um Sanchez a real just quick aside of course uh for Sixers fans are, are probably aware of the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast or NBA fans probably are as well it's a pretty fun uh, uh podcast but uh yeah the, the the Ricky Sanchez meme or whatever is it's kind of fun because his rights were traded four times so four times teams acquired the rights to Ricky Sanchez and he never once played in the NBA and here's kind of some of the players that, that have been traded for Ricky Sanchez over the years uh Linus Cle- Lisa, Jarrett Jack, Reggie Evans, Stephen Hunter, Bobby Jones, Sam Young, and Dexter Pittman. All guys have been traded back and forth for the rights to Ricky Sanchez. And Ricky Sanchez has never played in the NBA. And I do not believe we'll uh, ever find his way to the NBA. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, as far as this Bobby, though, he played for six franchises um, in 2007-2006. waived by Denver in January. Signed a 10-day contract with Memphis. Signed a 10-day with Houston. Signed a 10-day with Miami. Signed a 10-day with the Spurs. Then went back to Denver at the end of the year, play two more games there. So 23 games with Denver initially nine with Memphis four with Houston six with Miami, three with the Spurs and two more with Denver. What's pretty interesting though, is uh, he didn't play like horrible. Like he was an okay player. You know, his best game uh, I found was January 18, 2000. He was with Memphis. It was one of the first few games with Memphis. He had 20 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists. Uh, They had a 24 point win over the Seattle. So you could pretty much safely assume that they kind of put him in and in garbage time or whatever, but it wasn't like he was an unproductive player. It just seemed like he couldn't quite, you know, find his foothold. And, and you know, we talked about this season where, you know, obviously plays for five different teams, uh, six different franchises, but um. Or, or six yeah, you know. And but, um, two thousand eight, two thousand nine was pretty busy for him as, as well. So in July he was traded from Denver. So he's you know he's with Denver at the end of the, the, the prior season. Uh, traded from Denver to New York for Rolando Balkman. Uh, the always level Rolando Balkman. Uh, he was waived a day later in August. He was claimed by Miami. So he's back on Miami. He was there last year. Uh, but was released ten days later. Uh effectively ending his NBA career. He never uh, played again. He bounced around the, the, the D-League a little bit, did a little stuff in Europe. But uh, interestingly enough, and, and I completely missed this, and I, I'm kind of interested in seeking out. In 2016, uh, he released a documentary called Basketball Jones, The Overseas Journey, and it was profiling his career playing in Europe. Uh, right now, he's currently playing for the Italian Series A2 team. Uh, I'm not even going to pronounce it. It's second-tier Italian. Was it UC Cast? Uh, per Stalengo, Let's go with that. Yep, he's still yeah. playing in Italy. There we go. You did that's... try to
1: pronounce it there. You go. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
2: Having been to Italy, uh, this, this year. The <laughs> yeah, I should try. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty interested in seeing that. I, yeah. I didn't know that that existed, but I'm uh, I'm pretty. Apparently, he's just kind of like this is what it's like, you know, to play and you know, be a a foreign player in Italy, playing in the Euro League and, and and kind of his travels or whatever. So I'm kind of just in checking that out. But uh, yeah, and he's he definitely owns it that he you know is that guy that's that's on the pedestal. Of, you know, five teams in one season. It's it's, it's pretty remarkable.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so yes, he's the only one who manages to be, um, for five teams in one season, as you mentioned, six stops twice with, uh, with with Denver. There, you can almost count it as, uh, six uh, different, uh, uh, you know, six franchises, even though it was twice with one team. But anyway, uh, no one else has done it more than four times. Um, but remarkably, someone has done it four times twice. Uh, Steve Chubin, he, a, uh, University of Rhode Island legend. uh, he, uh, in 869 he uh he played seventeen games for the Stars, uh, eight games for the Minnesota Pipers, who had moved from um moved from Pittsburgh the before after they had been champions. The Stars had moved from Anaheim already. Uh then 24 games with the uh, Pacers and uh, 28 uh, games with the uh with the New York Nets. So um and uh yeah, basically he uh and then the next the next season. He would go, he would he'd start with the Nets for 11 games and then 14 games with the the Pipers who are now in Pittsburgh, <laughs> uh, 32 more games with the uh, Pacers and, uh, 15 games with the uh, Kentucky Colonels. So, um, some highlights of, of, uh, that and, and what he was known for. He, uh, was University of Rhode Island legend, led them to the NCAA tournament in 1966. Then was a third round pick of the Warriors. Um, and, uh he actually, uh, he didn't make it to the NBA. He'd said he went to the Italian league where, which was probably the number two league in the world at the time. Uh, and he took uh, bill Bradley's spot on Olympia Milano. And, um, just as an aside i had somehow missed this but he was uh, recently a guest of our friend uh rain uh, podcast uh the handle i believe in october so uh, oh
2: damn i never i should have listened uh, before yeah sorry
1: sorry yeah i, I will uh, i i just noticed that uh noticed that when i was researching his name and i somehow had completely missed that so we'll have to check out that, that episode I recommend everyone here of course uh, his episodes are always great so I'm, I'm sure it's it's terrific um and then after the time in italy went to the united states um and yeah, had six different franchises in those uh, in those eight stops in two seasons. It uh, actually did play pretty well in his rookie year but before the '69 uh, season, where things went crazy. Just with the uh, Anaheim Amigos, uh, scored 18.2 uh, points uh, per game. Uh, his best uh, game actually was uh, scored 40 points in a Stars loss to uh, the Oakland Oaks. He uh, was in double figures for uh, 10 of his 17 games as a member of the Stars in that first season. Uh, failed to score double digits in eight games with uh, Minneapolis, then double figures in 19 to 24 uh, games with uh, Indianapolis and then double figures in 17 to 28 games with uh, New York. So, uh, yeah, it was a little bit up and down, very inconsistent, letting it up some days and uh, barely barely scoring another. And another friend of the show, uh, Mark Monteith, had a one on one interview with Chubin, he talks about kind of the odd circumstances behind his arrival and his uh, departure um talked about how you know under the early days of uh even when slick Leonard had taken over and they were trying to uh you know figure out exactly how to get all those pieces together as they you know were, were pretty good already but had sort of underachieved and um you know worked his way into the starting lineup the uh he he had a pretty aggressive style of play, and then suddenly he was traded for, treated for uh, Ron Perry, who is uh, going to be mentioned here a little bit. And uh, yeah, actually, it kind of upset him, sort of felt like a mystery to him because he felt like he was fitting in. But, you know, Perry was a, a good three-point shooter and was sort of known for, um, you know, kind of feeling another thing that he was also uh, known for his uh, late-night exploits, which probably, uh, you know, yeah uh, <laughs> you know,
2: probably were a reason why maybe he, uh, you know, didn't stick on with the team. Particularly Indiana, they were well known uh, at the time too for uh, <laughs> enjoying yes. their uh, their nights. Uh, they did. So yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that could have been a factor. I don't know if it was the factor, but uh, yeah, uh, right. It, it, it was. Is, in a few articles, it was mentioned that like teams were kind of like you know not necessarily on board yeah. with that. I mean, if you're going to be Wilt and, and, and you know show up you know whenever you want, that's one thing. But if you're going to be you know uh, you know Tubin, it, it might be another thing because he's he's a good scorer and good everything. But yeah, you look at that and it's it, it is kind of weird. But yeah, that was one of the factors that was possibly brought up is that he was a man who enjoyed uh, enjoyed his uh, his nights a lot <laughs> and his mornings. Yes.
1: <laughs> and it's not like he was alone in the NBA or in the ABA or in you know professional basketball history and that you know, certainly that's uh, a may, maybe it was to an extreme point which. Uh, Didn't keep him around, but, but, but the last, uh, so speaking of Ron Perry, uh, he is a, uh, he happened to do it three times in the 68, 69 as Well, this, this happened the, by far the most, the heaviest period in which this happened was either at the beginning or the end of the uh, ABA. Uh, so, um. So Perry began with the Floridians toured for 24 games, uh, the New York Americans for 23 games, and uh, the Pacers for 27 games, as we mentioned, traded for Steve Chubin. Uh, he was drafted by the Bullets, but then toured with uh, Europe with the industrial all-star team instead. And he played, f- and he um, was actually, uh, when he went to the ABA, he was uh, fifth in three-pointers in, his, uh, in, in both his first and second season in top 10 in three-point percentage. And there's a couple articles, uh, one from 91, where he's giving uh, basketball kin- clinics to kids and then I believe that one was in Virginia. There's another one uh, from 2004 in Florida where he was known as the shot doctor, and he, he had tutored and coached uh, future NBA star Steve Blake. So he made a difference in uh, Steve Blake's life. So uh, fun uh, fun connection there.
2: Yeah, so our next guy. So that was, that was just a brief aside for Ron Perry. We didn't feel like going back to Ron Perry, even though he's a, he's a three, but uh, we're going to go back to the fours right. here. We got Ken Wilburn. This is in the 1970 season. Uh, interesting. He starts four games with uh, the Bulls, and then he moves over to the ABA, so he's got four games of the Bulls. This, ah, or that, I'm going to the ABA. Uh, then he has four games with the New York Nets, uh, 37 games with the Denver Rockets, and then six games with the Minnesota Pipers. Uh, and then he's out of the league uh, a little bit. Of stuff with him, obviously, brief sit in the NBA, very, very brief, before spending a couple of years in the ABA. Uh, had a long run in the CBA though in the 1970s, a two-time MVP in the in that league. So. Uh, and- up, having a pretty good career there. Uh, we really couldn't find much about him. We did find an obit that says he died in 2016, uh, but he is still listed as alive on his Wikipedia page, so it could just be a thing where nobody, you know, really wants to take the mantle of updating Kel w- Ken Wilburn's uh, Wikipedia. But uh, obit says he's dead, uh, Wikipedia says he's alive, so we're not quite sure because Wikipedia, yeah. wrong. so
1: it, it was a very, it was like a, it was a, um, like a listing and like a, um, I don't know, some sort of like a uh, list serve that has obituaries on it so it was a little bit strange but uh anyway it, it was definitely um it was you know it was said ken wilburn who played in the nba so oh, okay uh, so
2: I'm, it absolutely was like, him so he is he's well, well so. I, I
1: mean c- 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 can, assuming it's accurate which you know it wasn't like on, a, on like a funeral home website it wasn't like traditional place you would find it it was a little bit oh like, i see i see what, like, what you're saying it yeah. was just some online listing like some google some weird google like obituaries like um i'm trying to think of the uh, the term like in the uh like, the, like, like old like listserv type things like, so, a, like surf, a used that yeah, yeah, yeah. type, yeah. like, like yeah. type thing so that that's <laughs> so that that's only the reason i question like maybe but um so we're, we're not trying to uh yeah well, don't, don't, update the page don't update the page yet it's, try to find yeah. out if
2: you're gonna be the person
1: that wants we're, to. we're teaching the mystery here i guess and not giving you <laughs> the answer so right. um uh yes yeah, so we got uh we, we got old rich johnson here uh or i, I guess dick johnson depending on uh <laughs> how he was known uh and I, it was just you know fun uh uh, you don't get that name too often, do you? Uh, of course yeah,
0: there, there,
1: there were, there were, a. I I was listening to, I listened to like a, a, a shining, uh, podcast that goes through the shining, like every like two minutes and 37 seconds. And, uh, they were talking about, uh, like when it stopped being like acceptable to, uh, to give, uh, men the nickname of Dick. Like right, Richard's yeah, yeah. You know, become Dick's like that at some point stopped. Um, and, and whether it was just the fact that, you know, what Dick means or whether it was a, you know, Richard Nixon thing or, uh, you know, when it happened and oh, why I, it I happened. never
2: thought of the, the, the Richard Nixon, uh, possible ability there too i mean obviously yeah that, that's that's interesting i never thought of that that he could possibly have have contributed to it a little bit where people were like ah, we don't want to be really be but i don't know my dad said he when he grew up he had to be uh dicky sometimes because oh yeah dad was his dad was rich because i said i'm the third nice. so i had to be richie i mean obviously thankfully i wasn't dicky but uh yeah there was a time where like his old relatives would call him dicky when they'd show up or whatever but you know he's you know in 1950, it probably was a little bit more acceptable. It, well, yeah, it. it wasn't like as yeah as big of a deal. I, I I don't know when that became
1: you know if that was a popular vulgarity in the 50s or if just everyone just kind of you know forgot it. Just like I don't know, we we're able to separate that better. But uh, that's for another
2: podcast. That's for the
1: uh, <laughs> I guess it is <laughs> not one of ours. Not one of ours. Someone else's podcast.
2: I'm sure. There's yeah, one, on
1: there. Not one of ours. Anyway, um, Richard Dick, however you he wants to be known as, uh, won a title in his first year in the league with the uh, Celtics um, in the uh, in the 69 season. Uh, and then in 71, he played only one game with the Celtics before jumping ship to the ABA had uh, seven games with uh, the Floridians, uh, 25 games with the Carolina Cougars and six with Pittsburgh, who were the Condors before, uh, calling it quits. Um, and yes, he, he scored at, he scored eight points, by the way, in that uh, game against the uh, Celtics. Couldn't really figure out why he uh, left Boston, but for the uh, ABA, presumably, just, uh, you know, it probably wasn't his decision, I'm guessing. But I uh, uh, mean, I don't know, maybe he was wooed by the big money for the yeah, uh, it ABA. Could have been money.
2: Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, there's going to be a lot of those that we're going to talk about where it's like a guy plays a little bit in the yeah. NBA and then goes to the ABA. And it could just be a thing where yeah. you know, maybe you guys are trying to fill out a roster. You're at the end of an NBA bench. You get promised some stuff in the you know, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah. they were competitive, and that's what the ABA wanted to do. They wanted to kind of shake it up a little. So, uh, uh, it's yeah. just interesting to see guys that play like one game with Boston, like ah, screw this, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> like, bye. That, that, that,
1: that's for uh, you know college players, for, you know, for for bigger guys, for like for, you know, for a Dick John, like, going. That seems. So next we have uh, we got Rod Higgins. I, I think you should take this one. I feel like
2: Rod Higgins is uh, in your wheelhouse. Oh, absolutely, yes. I love me some Rod Higgins. But uh, yeah, he's probably more famous for his run as a member of NBA front offices uh, in the 2000s. He, uh, just a little bit of background on that, and then we'll get to his playing career. Uh, started as an assistant with Golden State when his career was done. Became assistant GM of the Wizards, I believe under the Jordan regime when, when Jordan was uh, there. Uh, joined the Wizards, for, or the Warriors, sorry, front office in 2005. Uh, then was GM of the Charlotte Bobcats slash Hornets. We're going to all, I, I think we should now agree, totally just never, ever met to the Bobcats again because like they don't nobody i i think it's just easier to call it charlotte hornets so he was the gym of the charlotte
1: hornets in 2007, so. yeah i'm i'm totally i believe that uh forgetting about the charlotte bobcats is in over and back uh policy already so okay so I, let's I, I, let's
2: just never just let this be the last time sure. we ever say the name bobcats unless we're making fun of them so uh, there we go so he was gm of the charlotte hornets in 2007. Ah, uh, moved up to the office of president when Rich Cho was hired in 2011, uh, and then he stepped down in June of 2014.
1: Okay. All right, I'm sorry, I, I need to interrupt you. So, if we're if we're going to refer to the Charlotte Hornets in 2007, <laughs> do we need to refer to them as the New Orleans Pelicans, or like I don't know, is that, I is I that that I because that yeah, because they're they're the New Orleans Hornets and like and the New Orleans Hornets actually had years in which we they were good and important, you know. So, yeah, I don't yeah know. that creates an
2: issue. Yeah, you know. well, hey, we did, Baron Davis. Let's know? just say there were two Hornets. There, for some reason, yeah. NBA decided they could not have enough nicknames, yeah. so they both decided to be Hornets. Like, they, they do hey, Hornets, what, do you, yeah. what, what are you going to name your
1: team? Not ah, the Hornets. Like, oh, I already got one. Like, oh, well, we want to be with hey, the Hornets too. All right, whatever. That's actually <laughs> that's actually going to
2: a, a similar issue is going to be raised later in this podcast. So we'll uh, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. So. But uh, as far as his playing days, Higgins had a somewhat stable career, aside from the bizarre 1985-86 season we're going to talk about here. It he was the second-round pick of the Bulls in 1982, uh, solid few years in Chicago, and then he was waived at the beginning of the 1985 season. Uh, he signed with Seattle, uh, played 12 games there. He was waived in December, uh, signed by the Spurs in January, played 11 games there, was signed by the Nets in February, played two games there, and then was back with the Bulls in March. Uh, played five games, but was waived uh, 13 days later. So it's a really weird year because he, yeah, he had a lot of stability. And then what's, what's interesting is that he had stability after this year for the most part as well. He finally found a home uh, in Golden State in 1986 and uh, played well enough. I mean, too, he... Uh, Averaged 15.5 points per game in uh, 88, uh, 10.6 in 89, and 11.1 in 1990. He bounced around a little bit in the back half of his career, uh, then finally retired with the Warriors in 1995. But yeah, just a very odd year where he just bounced a, a lot, and and it's not really typical to, to what else he did in his career. And and he had a good career before and after. So uh, uh, pretty interesting there, but uh, yeah, probably more famous for his his generals, his, um, his but had some few solid years in the, in the NBA as well.
1: Yeah, it seems like he would have been useful for that Bulls team, you know, kind of going down the stretch, you, you know, because they were they were running, making their own for the playoffs. You know, I, I I'm not sure on the timing of whether Jordan was back for the injury yet or if, you know, what that dynamic was like. But I, I that's sort of that's interesting that he didn't stick really in any of those spots. But, you know, particularly with Chicago's mm-hmm. needs, I, I would imagine he would have been useful at uh, at that point. But.
2: Maybe Jordan anyway, hated
1: him, so, but no, they liked him. I no, Jordan. I guess
2: liked yeah, him. He yeah. hired him later, so maybe. Yeah. maybe a duck sometimes Allen he thing, hated.
1: <laughs> Sometimes he, yeah. Sometimes he hired guys later They hated at the time. So it's, uh, ah, yeah, Jordan yeah, that's true. He's, that he's is not more. one. He's not one to do that. You know, that's yeah, true. He, you are correct. That he is. likes to. He likes to keep his uh, enemies close. Sometimes. So. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So uh, next we have uh, Tony Massenberg, who, as you uh, as you uh, hinted at earlier, he uh, shares the NBA record with uh, Chucky Brown, Joe Smith and Jim Jackson as uh, playing with uh, uh, 12 different teams over the uh, course of his uh, career. I, I don't have the notes in front of me, but uh, several of those guys were actually were traded with each other. Um Although I, don't, I believe one of them was not trade for any of the others. So, um, so, so I'll, uh, I'll see if I can dig that up at some point, probably not in time for this show, but per- perhaps in the time, but anyway, uh, for the 92 season, he, uh, he, he played with, uh, four teams. He played, uh, one game with the Spurs, uh, three, uh, games with the Hornets, but they can safely call them the Hornets because it was 92, <laughs> uh, seven games with the Celtics and uh, seven games with the, uh, Warriors. Uh, was waived by the Spurs in November, uh, signed with the Hornets, wave a month later, then had 10 days with both uh, Boston and uh, Golden State. Um, after this season that were in which he, uh, he played, of course, only 18 games and 90 minutes with four different teams. Amazingly uh, uh, brief there. Uh, he moved on to Spain where his team won uh, multiple uh, championships. So he did, did well uh, there, then returned to the NBA to a pretty solid career overall. Uh, he had uh uh, about about ten points a game or so until two thousand, and even uh, stuck around long enough to win a, a title with the two thousand and five Spurs. So he has a ring. Uh- Tony Massenberg's ring, how many of us can bring? <laughs> exactly
2: so, right? Yeah, so. so when you get in arguments with your friends about who's better, Tony Massenberg or you know, player X, you can bring up the ring. I mean, you know, Massenberg's got, right. got the jewelry, so yeah, um, no, I mean, he's, he's, I mean yes, he's a lot better of Carmelo.
1: I mean, come on, I mean, one's got yeah, the I, ring, and one doesn't. So. It makes sense, yeah, yeah. I don't know what we call him, like UPS, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. Massenberg, yeah. like
2: what's the slowest, yeah, possible, not slowest, I don't know, not Tony Express way to get to uh, get right mail. So I don't know, uh, there you go. Tony um, Tony Massenberg, yeah, interesting Yeah, he bounced around a lot at the beginning of his career, he just never could really kind of find his footing. And if you look at, at early parts of his, yeah, it wasn't much. And then he comes back and has a solid year after Spain. So I don't know if he just kind of figured it out or if there were some other issues going on with him. But uh, yeah, ended up having a pretty solid career otherwise. I mean, a lot of these guys we're going to talk about, I think he's among one of the better players, you know, and among the guys that hung around for the longest. Um So uh, interesting enough for him. Yeah. So um, so um next we have uh, Alex Stiverens. Stiverens. All right, Alex Stiverens. 1993, we're going to talk about here. Uh, Played with the Phoenix, the Clippers, Milwaukee, and Atlanta this year. A little bit of background on him. Uh, fourth round pick of Seattle in 1985. Two picks before Arvita Sabonis. Uh, same round as Spud Webb as well. I miss the old days of the, uh, the, the multiple rounds because he's got some gems in those late rounds. We'll talk about another guy <laughs> later. I mean, I, oh, no, this, I'll talk about him right now. Uh, second to last pick in this draft in the seventh round, Mario Eli Pretty good, Yeah, had more yeah. winchers than all the 10 guys in this draft. I mean, not bad. I mean, if, if you nice. didn't have 19 rounds, how are you gonna pick Mario Alli? But no, if yeah, you're... plus you have you, you, got the, you got the kiss moment, you know, the kiss. exactly <laughs> right, right, yeah. Our iconic moments that would be gone, lost to history if they not for the obnoxious rounds. And then, like, how can you draft Carl Lewis and like Bo Jackson unless you have you know <laughs> that, that's what I miss most of like guys drafting like Olympians and being like, maybe they'll right.
1: come. Maybe, yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe Michael Phelps will play for us. Like, no, okay, all right. He's not gonna basketball. I don't play basketball, guys. Like, all right. I, be- I believe
1: it because that was uh, R.V. Sabonis actually was originally uh, drafted by the uh, Hawks, and then that was ended up being the legal pick uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Was notable, and then the next year, or I believe it was the next year that he was drafted by you know the Blazers, and the Blazers got on my like, ten years later. So exactly, yeah.
2: So it didn't it didn't pay off. I mean, the two picks before, uh though, I, I don't know. I think they got a little. Maybe the Blazers did make the better of that pick, you know, in the in the next ten years because uh, old Alex did not. Not too, too much after playing uh, only three games yeah. with Seattle spider, which is his nickname. Apparently, I don't know. I yeah. don't know why it just says that on his basketball reference. He is spider. We're going to go with it. Uh, yeah. He went to Europe um, and played with France, Italy, and then made a brief stop in the CBA. So that's after his first, obviously fourth round pick of Seattle plays three games, then goes over to Europe uh, returns to the NBA in 1993, where he played, of course, as I mentioned, four teams in a season, Phoenix, the Clippers, Milwaukee, and Atlanta. So that's, uh that's old Alex Stivens. Good old Alex Stiverens. Uh, So now we're down to uh, the three
1: teams in one season. As we mentioned, it's a minimum of uh, 15 games per team. This is a much longer list if we include fewer games. So we don't want to do that, obviously. You can uh, we'll, we'll show you a link where you can uh, get a uh, uh, pretty current uh, version of the list, at least to 2012. So we're uh, you might might miss a few more recent ones, but close enough. So uh, first, we got uh, Don Boven in the 1953 season. Th- this is kind of the other time period in which this happened a lot to the early days of the uh, of the NBA when there's a lot of uh, contraction of franchises. And there's just a lot of uh, instability you know, that obviously this maximizes during this time. Uh, Don Bovin, uh, was actually, uh, uh, so he played for the Milwaukee Hawks uh, for 27 games. Uh, the Baltimore bullets, the original Baltimore bullets uh, for 23 games, they, they would fold in another, uh, season or two. And then the, uh, Fort Wayne Pistons for 17 games. So, um, and, uh, Yes, so you know, he, the, it was. He was traded twice. It, there actually were no teams that folded uh, during this uh, season. They would uh, a couple of teams would fold over the next two years. Though uh, some fun Don Bowman facts, because we're always uh, person- <laughs>
2: always uh, the, the home of fun Don, yeah. Don Bowman facts. Yeah. Is, you know, uh, podcast, Of course.
1: Of course. Yeah. So he uh, began his career in uh, 1949. Uh, actually, uh, I said, I put NBA career, but that's the BAA career here with the uh, Waterloo Hawks. And not to be confused with the current Hawks franchises, because they were actually at the time the Tri-Cities Blackhawks. Oh, and they come on. Call NBA us the different
2: names, guys. Come on. Pick a hornet. Yeah. Hornets is available, guys. There you go.
1: So, yeah. Um, the following season, the Waterloo franchises left the NBA to join a completely different league called the National Professional Basketball League, uh, where, which only lasted for a season and not really even that. But uh, he led the league in scoring and was on the all-star team. Um, more than half the league's teams folded uh, and then no championship was, was played. Uh, both the uh, the Waterloo Hawks and the Sheboygan Redskins uh, claimed to be the champions, but the League was dissolved before they could actually uh, play a game to just determine who the champions were. So we, we are never going to know who the National Professional <laughs> Basketball League uh, champions were. I, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Hawks because they they have the non-racist uh, team name. So yeah, I'll that, just that'll wanna... help. But
2: I was I was in Cheboygan yeah. this uh, I, this last year, and I might I might be this year. Oh, yeah. again. So I'll, I'll ask around. I'll I'll get okay. uh, you know my ear to the ground and see what they uh, what they think. The locals. Think about yeah. the Redskins uh, National Professional yeah. Basketball League Championship in, uh, in, in you know, so see, see if yeah. they, they claim to it. You know, maybe if there's a banner, a whole, you know, up in City Hall or something, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll be on the case for
1: sure. All right. All right. Yeah. So that's a, I appreciate that. Uh, yes. So then he went back to the NBA and signed with the Milwaukee Hawks, oh. who actually <laughs> are the current Hawks. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, they, they'd since moved from the Tri-Cities and lost the uh Lost the black part. So uh and he uh, managed to set an NBA record by fouling out of six consecutive games. So <laughs> fun times. It, it <laughs> apparently it's still a record. So uh and he uh, he passed away in uh, twenty eleven. So uh anyway, those are your fun Don
2: Bowen facts. There it is. Yes, of course, you're your home. So now we'll move on to uh, Reggie Johnson here in 1982. Uh, plays 21 games with the Spurs, 23 games with Cleveland, and then 31 with the Kansas City Kings. Uh, what's most interesting about Reggie this year, though, is that he played pretty well in all these stops. Some of these guys, you know, we talked about before, 10 days or, or back of the roster guys bouncing around, but Reggie really isn't. He is just kind of the byproduct of uh, some trades. I mean, he scores 10-plus points per game his rookie year with the Spurs. Uh, then... Um, and this year, the 1982, he's traded in December with Ron Brewer uh, for Mike Mitchell and Roger Fagley. Uh, in February, the Cavaliers trade uh, traded uh, him to the Kansas City for Cliff Robinson. No, not that Cliff Robinson, but uh, the other Cliff Robinson was actually a pretty good scorer in his time yeah. in the NBA. He doesn't get a lot of, a lot of love as, in, as far as the Cliff Robinson thing. And I also don't right. think this one vanity searched and got mad at us on Twitter. But I could yeah. be wrong. I could. I don't know if I don't know if this Cliff Robinson ever got mad at us on Twitter. But I do know a Cliff Robinson got mad at us on Twitter. So yeah, uh, but I cannot confirm which one it is. I, I have a strong submission. It's the, it's the, the one. But no, uh, uh, the next season, though, uh, sold by Kansas City to Philly. Uh, he went a ring that year. And then the next year, we traded by Philly to the Nets for Eddie Phillips. Uh, and yeah, that year in Philly, the next year, he uh, played one minute in the opening game in the NBA Finals. He didn't score, but hey, that's pretty cool. I mean, did yeah. more than, played more times in the NBA Finals than you or I did. Or, so That's true. <laughs> but not more than Tony Massenberg, I think. I don't know. I didn't look at Tony Massenberg's game logs. But, uh. Oh, yeah. And I don't care to. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm yeah, just gonna you know. assume
1: that Tony didn't play much. That well, 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 go ahead. That's a fair assumption.
2: Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah. Next, we have a uh, a fairly big name here uh, in uh in Sam Cassell in the '97 season. He um played for uh, 22 games with the Suns, 16 games with the Mavericks, and 23 games with the Annettes. So, yeah, had a weird uh, transition. After obviously he was you know early in his career was a uh, you know big part in the uh, the Rockets uh, two uh, title seasons. Uh, but was part of the trade uh, by the Rockets to the Suns for Charles Barkley. Uh, Robert Orr, You also had kind of a weird transition uh, before he went to the Lakers. Uh, Chucky e. Brown and Mark Bryant also involved in the trade. Um, he uh, clashed with uh, Cotton Fitzsimmons, the Suns coach, and uh, then found a he found better rapport with uh, Danny Age When she took over as coach of the uh, Suns, uh, Robert Orr cannot not say the same thing as for Danny H, with the throwing the towel in his uh, face, which uh, is a beautiful moment in NBA history. Um, just uh, yeah, 22 games in this 97 season. He went to the Mavericks along with Michael Finley and AC green for Jason kid, Tony Dumas and uh, Lauren Meyer. Uh, yeah. And that, that was not a, uh, although, uh, that, that trade was done by, um, basically like the Mavericks for a year had like a total non-basketball person as like their GM <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, uh, pre Don Nelson. So, uh, th- that trade was not good, but it could have ended up a lot worse. Um, And uh, then yes, uh, after 16 games with Mavericks uh, went with uh, Chris Gatling, Jim Jackson, George McLeod and Eric Montrose to the Nets for uh, Sean Bradley, Ed O'Bannon, Robert Pack and uh, Cleed Reeves. It actually was a worse trade for the uh, Mavericks in terms of what they were uh, not getting anything back for, you know, a couple of uh, good players there. So uh, yes. So interesting, uh, interesting deal there. Uh, Yes. uh, Sam Smith, of course, past guest, uh, a headline of an article about this trade: uh, Mavericks Nets trade never have so many meant so little. So <laughs> I love that. That's
0: great. <laughs> oh, dude, so, that
2: like a lot of just like, hey, you take the. I miss these yeah. trades. These trades don't happen anymore. Like the, right. uh, hey, we got like four guys that are, yeah. are okay. Do you want our four guys that are okay? Like yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. Like
1: yeah, you know, pretty and, and, good, Like yeah, and, and Sam, um, and Sam oh, she, you know, was meaningful for the Nets, and of course, you know, had had a you know good late run in his career with the Bucks and the Timberwolves and the Clippers as well. So uh, so actually, uh, I believe Sam, you know, history proved him wrong on that one. Oh, yeah, probably products. not, no, not yeah. for the reasons he
2: would have thought. But, no, yeah. no, no, not absolutely. You know, I think yeah. he was more looking at like Sean Bradley and Jim Jackson and those sort of guys. Right. But yeah, that's like that's like a who's who of 90s NBA right there. ban in Sean Bradley, Jim yeah. Jackson, Dave wow. Yeah, Robert great. Pack. Like that's that's an all yeah. that's that's it's a fun. great little little yeah. there. But uh yeah, that's, the good old days. That's that's you know, that's yeah. Too bad we didn't start uh, NBA 20
1: years ago like a year <laughs> earlier. We would have gotten that <laughs> one in. But
2: exactly, yeah. LS There's still some. Unless. There's Some not so trades in the uh 1997
1: 98 season, oh, yeah, that's fine, fun, yeah, all right. So, uh, yeah, now, uh, so as I sort of alluded to before, um, a lot of these happened the next one, they're all gonna happen in the uh, ABA and either right at the beginning or when the league, of course, was especially wacky, or in the last season when teams were kind of folding a uh, left uh, or uh, right, so uh. Yeah,
2: you want to want to take Barry Leibowitz? Yes, this is Barry Leibowitz. See, I uh, played one year in the ABA, 1967-68, uh, and bounced around quite a lit, uh, bot, uh quite a lot. Uh, Twenty-three games with the Pittsburgh Pipers, uh, twenty-four games with the Nets, and thirty-five games with the Oaks that year. So, uh, uh, after bouncing around the ABA that year. Uh, Leibowitz played professionally in Israel for HaPol Tel Aviv. I uh, played from 1968 until 1982. <laughs> Barry Leibowitz' long career there. Uh, he was the captain of the Israeli national team that won the silver medal at Eurobasket in 1979 and also participated in the 73, 75, 77 and 81 championships. So we had a really good European career. Uh, not much in America, not much in the ABA, but uh, yeah, Barry Leibowitz. There you go.
1: There you go. And, um, now we got Manny Leeks. Um, I think who's, who's talked about a, a little bit in uh, loose balls. He had, uh, in the 69 season, he had 31 games with the colonels, uh, 20 games with the uh, nets and then, uh, 27 games with the, with the Dallas Now the Spurs, um, And yeah, he, he was picked by the Pistons in the, uh, in the 68 draft, but went to the ABA and said he was the 20th pick, I guess that would be second round. Um, and yeah, he, he bounced around, you know, even beyond uh, 69, he also bounced, he, he had two teams in the 71 season and three teams in the, uh, 72 season, although not the minimum 15 games, um. He did. Uh, he played well, actually, with the Chaparrals, uh 18.8 points in 1970. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, it's it's just going to happen. You know, uh, uh, unfortunately for many leaks, just didn't uh, never quite worked out. But yeah, actually, like, for his numbers, despite you know, playing with so, so many teams, he had uh, 13.5 points per game and 9.9 rebounds per game. Like he was totally, you know, at least numbers wise, productive player. But yeah, it just didn't, uh, uh, for whatever reason, did not find much stability or longevity.
2: Yeah, and that's that's kind of the uh, the representation of the ABA, and, and you see that a lot with these players, where it's just like, why were these guys traded? And and we don't know. I mean, we don't know a lot of the background, obviously, because the ABA is just not something that's recorded all that well. But a lot of times, it's you know teams need to you know make pay payroll, so they trade a guy, and you know they get two thousand dollars back. Because you just see these guys, and it's like, and Manley's is one of those guys. You look at what he's doing; you are like, he's productive, he's doing good stuff, and then he just gets bounced around, and and it could be just teams wanting to thinking that this guy's going to help them win this game and all that stuff. But it's it's just a wild league. There is just no stability there, and yeah, it just had to be. Just crazy to try to play in that league too, and just you know, and you hear about it in loose balls too, where guys are just constantly getting traded and moved, and, and all that sort of stuff. It's just the wacky wacky league, but uh, we love it so much. So, yeah, um,
1: and, and I, I'm sorry he did actually play a couple years in the NBA afterward. He had a salary dispute with the Floridians, and then went to uh, and then played with the Sixers and the Bullets in '73 and '74. Uh, so he did. He, I was uh, I, I didn't want to forget that he actually did play a little bit in the NBA as well.
2: Cool. So then uh, we'll move on to Tom Owens. This is 1975-76 for him. Uh, 19 games with Kentucky, 16 games with Indianapolis, and 39 games with the Spurs. Uh, a little bit of background here. He bounced around early in his professional career with the ABA. Two teams in 1972, two in 1975. Then, of course, the three teams, as we mentioned, in 1976. Uh, finally reached the NBA in 1977. Uh, a little bit of interesting, though. You might you might know the name. You might not know the name, but he's a pretty important figure in NBA history. After the 1981 season, the Blazers uh, traded him to the Pacers and the Pacers got, uh, and and the Blazers got the Pacers uh, 1984 uh, draft pick in return. Uh, Owens was later traded to the Pistons after the season. He retired a year later. All right, we're done with Tom Owens. We don't really care about him, but uh, the 1984 draft pick, uh, interesting enough, you're like, oh, it's a pretty good draft. Well, uh, four years after that draft or after that trade, rather the Pacers finished with the worst record in the Eastern conference, However, because of the trade, the Pacers were left with uh, bystanders in that draft. The Blazers, though, they had a pick in 1984. And, uh, of course, there was some good players in there. Michael Jordan, Sam Bowie, Hakeem Olajuwon, Sam Perkins, Charles Barkley, John Stockton. And, of course, the pick acquired from Indiana. Four-time Owens turned out to be the one that the Blazers used to select Sam Bowie. So, thanks a lot, Tom Owens. So <laughs> So, so Portland blame Tom Owens; it's his fault because he was just so so enticing that they had to. get him. But no, I mean Portland made a hell of a deal there, and, and Indiana. I mean, you look into them, and they, it's a terrible deal for them because you know he Tom did nothing for them, and they gave up the pick, and, and didn't know what they were going to be in the in, in the future. So the Blazers got a good one, and hey, you know Sam Bowie at the time, whatever. You know we're not going to revisit history, but a, not a solid pick at the time, and not for injury, Sam would have been fine. But you know, obviously, yeah. And uh
1: Tom Owens is documented. Uh, Quite a bit, of course, in Breaks of the Game, you know, because he's the Blazers center after one of the Blazers centers after uh, Bill Walton, and you know, oh, trying right, to, yeah, of course, yeah, to look yeah, to. Yeah. To, to, to that, and uh, you know, talks about a little bit about his life and his career. I mean, he's he's not mentioned uh, a lot in the book, but he, you know, he, they don't dig into him too much, but he definitely is in there. And actually, um, and, and this is not necessarily a, uh, this probably is not an endorsement of wind chairs, but he has the most wind chairs of any uh Blazers center in any single season. Um, <laughs> at least I, I i checked this a couple years ago, so he uh,
2: has the most wind chairs, really including out. walton <laughs> Our so, Portland Trailblazers fans are going to be yeah. very upset by that. Yeah, that's so. Is that an indictment yeah, so that of is, Blazers history or a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a benefit that's to, to Mr. Tom Owens? No, but Tom Owens had a solid few years. I mean, that he yeah. yeah, it was,
1: it was, was fine. Yeah. So it's more like he just played he, like, you know, Walton was never healthy, fully healthy for a season, and he was. So it, it, mm-hmm. he managed to get a, I mean, more by, uh you know, uh, with an asterisk, but still, you know, uh, he w- was a fairly productive player, you know, for at least for a little while. So, but, uh, yeah, good for Tom Owens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 interesting that in that ABA year, it, that that the 76 season ha, actually none of those teams folded that year. You like a lot of these were responsible, you know, because the uh the stars folded very early in the season and uh the conquistadors or they were the uh, sales, I think, by then. But San Diego franchise folded, I think, another team of oh, the Baltimore Claws folded even before mm-hmm. the season, and um, so that inspired a lot of this, but actually it had nothing to do with Tom Owens, although it did have to do with uh Jim Ekins, our uh, our final guy on this list in the 76 season um 16 games for the uh, utah stars 23 games for the virginia squires and uh and 34 games for the uh, nets and actually he was one of the few stable forces for the uh the the, the squires franchise b- before they, they were the oakland oaks and they were the washington caps and then settled in to be the squires for five or six seasons you know to they and they barely survived the end of the NBA. uh, Things were very hairy for them in uh, that final season, but uh, actually was number one in win shares in franchise history by a good margin. Uh, In 74, he got uh, traded to Utah. He played a full season there before uh, the 76 season. He actually was an all-star, I believe, in his final year with the Esquires and uh, ended up here in a uh, fairly good situation on a, a Nets title team with his old uh, teammate, uh, Julius Irving, So, you know, won a championship. There was It was kind of an odd trade because it was traded for uh, for Sven Nader, who had been rookie of the year previously, but had really uh, slumped, I think, was dealing with some injuries. So they brought Eakins in, who was, you know, like, older, more of a pro, kind of a better fit with the, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, Nets who had, had sort of upheaved their roster and uh, ended up, you know, working out for them. Um, before his NBA career began, he was, part of kind of a famous trade uh was went to the kings uh along with uh brian taylor for um and two first round picks who ended up being otis birdsong and phil ford for a uh, tiny archibald the, the plan was to team up a uh, tiny archibald and uh, julius serving but unfortunately they could not uh afford julius serving and had to trade him to the uh the sixers for cash and tiny archibald got hurt uh, fairly early on mm-hmm. in that uh, season in uh with the Nets, and then later was traded to the Braves and suffered an even more serious Achilles injury uh, that which he missed the next season. So, um, so so yeah, that ended up being really bad for the Nets because they lost out on Birdsong and Phil Ford, who had been really good players, and uh, you know, and, and basically, yeah, were completely uh, you know different from the team that had just won the uh, ABA championship. So,
2: yeah, no, yeah, lose two picks, lose a lose a good player, and then you lose Julius in a little bit, and then you lose <laughs> Danny Archuleta in a right. little bit. Yeah, did not uh, yeah. did not work out for the Nets, but uh, things have long not worked out for of the net. So I think that's, uh, that's, that's pretty representative of, of, of Nets history there, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. fun little exercise here. These uh, some fun little players, fun little trips yeah. down here, a little uh, you know, a little jump into the ABA, but some other guys too that are that are interesting. And yeah, like um, Sam Cassell is probably the most I I mentioned Tony Massimino before as the guy who probably had the better career. I mean, obviously Sam Cassell probably the best career of, of all those oh, guys. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just it's, it's weird the circumstances. Some guys just move around on ten days. Some guys just get traded for Eric Montrose, Jim Jackson, Georgia Cloud, and you know that's all those guys. So it's it's, it's definitely pretty interesting there to see uh, how the different ones kind of worked out. And and why guys bounce around so much and and I wish we had more answers to the ABA stuff, but that's that is what it is with the ABA. It's 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 always a mystery, and that's kind of the fun of the ABA is is trying to guess you know what what was going on or you know why certain things happened. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad we don't know everything about the ABA. It still makes it a little little fun to have these adventures. Then
1: yeah, and I'm sure again the uh, I'm sure the handles uh, Steve Chubin uh, podcast will. Uh, shed some answers at least on uh, his mystery. So you can uh, you can imagine you know whether it was parting or whether it was something else. There will uh there will be some answers there. So go listen to that as well. Uh, listen to other episodes that we've done, which are uh, a lot of them are good. Uh, I would say I would say most of them are good. <laughs> I would say I seventy percent easy. You know, easy seventy percent. Yeah, Excel, I would I. say yeah, it's seventy percent are good. Yeah. So uh yeah, do that. We've this is two hundred and two now, I believe. So uh we've got a lot of episodes. They are most of them are uh you know you can listen to an episode from two years and pretty much. Uh, you know, holds uh, it pretty much holds up in terms of uh, you know uh, we talk about history a lot, so there's not <laughs> a lot of uh, not going to be outdated. Is my uh, is what I'm getting at there and. Uh, and yeah, we speak good. We're good at podcasting. Um, <laughs> you should uh, check us out at the uh, at the Step Back at uh, fansided.com. There's a lot of uh, great stuff uh, in terms of uh, lots of good writing. Island Calicus is there. Other good podcasts, including Frass Baked Breakfast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Over and Back uh, NBA. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, per- Google Play, pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you want to leave us a rating review on any of those platforms, we'd greatly appreciate it. It helps you uh, Helps the algorithm get us more popular and you know get us that sweet sweet podcast money which we're all looking for. Um, anything else, Rich? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think we got it. Um... All right, that's super good. All right, well, this has been fun. Well, uh, well, hopefully, you know, we won't have to like break any like uh, I don't know if you were going to like break um, you know, podcast <laughs> records, you know, number of podcasts that we've hosted. You know, it, between us, we you know we'd have to be up there in terms of uh, you know setting records for uh, for a number of numbers of podcasts, especially. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, we should, we should do a. Uh, we should definitely do like a 24 hour day where we, we try to do the most podcasts in one day. You know, oh, I'm sure that'll be fun. That, that yeah. we, we should definitely do that one day. Just do fifty, you know, 20 podcasts in one day. I think I think that's yeah, that's well, yeah we'll, have
1: to, we'll, we'll get like every like podcast that we would ever you know like all the <laughs> different themes. You know, not all basketball, not all wrestling. Just you know, exactly. All yeah, we can
2: bounce before we can we can. Yeah. Our, our infamous Dennis Rodman like blended wrestling basketball one could yeah. come at some point. Oh yeah. so that's oh, yeah. still waiting for that one. Right. Still excited for that. But that's that's right. we'll do it during our 24 hour switch uh, Twitch stream that we do for. We're not doing that. I, know, there I, know know right, no. I, I need some sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: very tired. I'm, I'm very old, Rich. I know you're still a young person. But no, I'm, I'm, very I'm, no
2: dear, I'm, I'm very old these days. So that's, it's, yeah. it's coming rapidly. I, I played basketball earlier today and I'm very sore and I'm probably going to go to bed at like nine. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right then. Well, FedEx has to do what FedEx has right. got to do, you know? <laughs> He's got to